0: Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and today I'm joined by my lovely co-host, one of my best friends and Scooby NYA author, Adam Sass. Hi, Adam. Hi. I'm so happy to have you back.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to be back. I was just on for Smashed, and here we are for Wrecked. <laughs> Let's just keep this train going.
0: This <laughs> train wreck going.
1: You're having me on for all the smash-ups. Smash episodes. <laughs> smashed, Wrecked, Gone, Cancelled. Yeah. Um, All right. And then, so we are joined by two fantastic guests. First of all, we have um, a good friend of mine and other fellow YA author. Um, He is also a nightmare and the upcoming author of uh, Reverie. Ryan. (laughs) Ryan LaSalle, everybody. (laughs) Oh, Ryan (laughs) LaSalle. I don't know. (laughs) Well, here we go. Okay, Okay. and then then we are joined by another first-timer, someone who is a very fascinating person that Ian knows. Liz.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just Liz. Just Liz. Liz Liz. Liz did not pick out a um, title, so... (laughs) Listen... Liz is a person, and that's enough. Thank you. That is enough. Um. Yeah, Uh. Liz, would you like to give us your Buffy origin?
2: Absolutely. So I started watching Buffy. Um. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but <laughs> <laughs> I started watching Buffy when it first came out, and I was a super fan to begin with. This is terrible, but I got super, super into it because a boy I liked was very into Buffy, and oh, we man. used to swap videotapes. Yeah, it fizzled out shortly after I lost one, uh. of, I believe it was Hush. Oh, oh no. Episode. <laughs> he never spoke oh, wow. to me again. But I say it
0: Fun fact he's still it, nursing it, that it, grudge. It's... <laughs> he's actually here too, Liz. All right, come on. Um, <laughs> Ryan, would you like to give us your Buffy
3: origin? Yeah, mine's like kind of pathetic compared to like a lot of folks that you have on because growing up, like, I was a little bit insulated when it came to media. A lot of what like I absorbed as a kid were cartoons and like anime like lots of anime and i'm shocked <laughs> yeah i know i know yeah, for anyone who knows it like, um i don't i don't shut up about this and so um buffy was on and i like would sometimes tune into it but like as enthralling as the show was i was like this is just sort of like a less dancy version of sailor moon like there's a monster <laughs> every week there's like these kick-ass girls she's witty she's feminine she's a little klutzy like I just, like, didn't get the allure until I got older, and so many people surrounding me were like, you haven't seen Buffy, they, like, could not believe it, and finally, when I was living in Boston, uh, my friend Jess and I just decided we were going to watch the entire thing start to finish, because she had sort of a similar, she hadn't, like, seen a lot of it, or, like, at Mm -hmm. least not sequentially, and so we sat down, and just, like, over the course of, like, basically the four years that we lived together, just any time we were together in the house, we would just turn on Buffy and kind of pick up where we left off. Hmm. I like that, though. Yeah. And I adore it. Like, I absolutely, like, stay on the show. It's incredible. And um, so, Buffy was your, like, foray
1: into live action.
3: True. Yeah, truly. I just <laughs> didn't have any barometer for, like, what was and was not good. Like, the stock footage in Sailor Moon, I was like, this is quality. Meanwhile, like, Buffy's wearing, like, another duster. Like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do it. Which is funny because that's specifically brought up in this episode we're about to discuss. We're here. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> we're here to discuss season six's Wrecked. It's a continuation of the previous episode, "Smashed," that mm-hmm. ended with um, Buffy and Spike literally fucking a house down, and Willow and Amy kind of—they're like really leaning hard into like the uh, magic as drugs metaphor. The magic isn't really my favorite.
1: <laughs> Every time they call it the magic, I'm almost like, got it.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode literally starts where the other one ended. It starts with Willow and Donner at the house and adam and i had hosted the episode before we had uh drew greenberg who wrote the episode and he mm-hmm. i thought about this i don't know if you did adam in the beginning of this episode tara and dawn are like you know like cuddly on the couch and i thought of how he said that was like a really big deal back then to yeah. have like a uh, like prominent lesbian character be like motherly with this like young yeah. girl yeah exactly that they would be, and like, just like show it normally yeah, that it would yeah. Be, it's
1: like in this in this um sort of strange um almost feeling like a cohabitation sort of storyline like the way they sort of like they sort of like snuck their way into a lesbian mom storyline
0: yeah 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 and like i you know i know people um have polarizing opinions on dawn but i do like her and tara (laughs) together uh i think you had said this adam that like dawn doesn't have the angst with tara so i almost feel like she's like more likable when the she's Donna is 100% Tara.
1: best when she's with Tara and to a much lesser degree with Sander. Um, when they're all sort yeah. of just bonding over being these like sort of floppy people, <laughs> like where they're like, well, we're like, <laughs> they're all like, so yeah. Like there were, we're just like, Hey, we're like the type B's and we're kind of just, you know, we're the Hufflepuffs, yeah. the, you know, this crew, um, And, like, and she's just Mm -hmm. allowed to be something other than, like, kid sis is, you know, when her character starts to really get the dimension that I think, like, is there from the get-go, but it just really, like, shines through at this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I like her and Tara as, like, a pairing up scene-wise as well.
0: Yeah, and so then we get everyone comes home, right? And it's very awkward. Willow and Amy come in. And I noticed something about Amy, because we only saw her with Willow, like, I mean, they were hanging out at a club, but they were like willow's the only character she interacts with in the previous episode really except for buffy real quick but i noticed that amy is immediately anxious and nervous when she's not just with willow like she goes back to being her high school Mm. self and i think the only reason willow is so easily peer pressured by amy is almost like willow knows that like the last time amy was a human and not a rat was like when they were in high school and willow was still like this like introvert nerdy you know not hadn't come out of her shell yet and it's almost like willow kind of reverts back to that with amy like amy's the alpha
1: well i think it's just one of those things Mm -hmm. where um when you encounter an old friend of any kind you sort of there's a little touch of reverting back to who you were then whether that's a more meek person or when a friend of mine just recently moved back i haven't seen her since college like we were sort of like really mean together i just started getting like very mean at this barbecue when just like suddenly talking to her, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I haven't been this mean in a really long time." And I was like, "Oh wait, see, it's you, <laughs> it's you."
0: And then I kind of feel like we're like that together, oh, me and you. Me, Adam. It's
1: it's just it's me. I'm just a mean person. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so mean. <laughs> wait, yeah, the public facing me is like way different than like if you get me one on one, I'll just be like, you know what? Here who here's who needs to go. Yeah, they need to go. I was literally introduced by you as a nightmare not a moment ago. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know the audience does not understand that we went through many different versions of this uh, beforehand.
3: <laughs> uh, I did. I submitted it ahead of time, and the doodle yeah, poll exactly. you sent out. God, uh, <laughs>
0: Liz, what did you think of this opening?
2: Um, I I love this episode. I know there, there are a lot of people that that feel like you know it's it's you know it's sad. It's it's heavy, and it is. Uh, but it definitely. I, I feel like I'm on the fence. I should say I like the episode okay. a lot, but also I gave, feel like it gave me way unrealistic expectations for what sex was supposed to be like. Because <laughs> I I remember watching this the first time and being like, wait, what? And then rewinding it again and just watching it over and over. The whole the whole house falls apart first of all, and then you when you like you said the episode starts and they're in the wreckage, and I was like, well. <laughs> damn it, like, this is going to be awesome. And not that it isn't awesome, but young Liz had expectations that, you know, it took a while to get there.
1: (laughs) I feel this a lot because, like, Buffy really, (laughs) in the Buffy show, it's pretty much just, like, sex is two polar opposites. It's either screw a house down or it's, like, willow terra like soul-sucking or, yeah like it's yeah. soul-sucking or it's gonna be like it's like it, on the buffy side it's like literally destroys people's souls uh literally right. breaks down a house or like on the willow side it's like sex is just like blowing a bunch of pink dust into the air and then everyone just gets faint <laughs> and it's sort right. of like sex
0: right <laughs> yeah i i mean yes i i I feel like there's a direct line between like Buffy and Spike fucking a house down and like the kind of sex I wish I were having. I guess,
3: you, well, you've never like injured a bed frame. I feel like that was a common thing in college, maybe just because things were cheaply made. And I don't know how much I'm supposed to reveal most, but like, that, like I, I was sort of watching this and I was like, oh, that is tricky. I recognize like this, but not, I mean, not at like a foundation level. They you really broke got to the basement. Bed? Yeah, I've broken like okay. a few beds. But I've also never had, like, a nice bed frame. So it probably says more about my taste in, like, garbage furniture than anything
0: else. (laughs) Learning a lot about you, Ryan. Um, Love it. Yeah. So so sorry. I I also wanted to um, point out Spike's language when she's, like, trying to leave. Like, I... they goes on and on. Oh, my God. And they they really blur the line here where, like, it's consensual, right? So it's not, like, he is being, like, a dick, but it's, like, consensual and it's, like she's also into it right she like mm-hmm. she kisses him yeah
3: the, yeah
0: and so it's like weird because it is consensual but then like all the things he says here he says again at the end of the season when he like sexually assaults her in the bathroom oh, that's
2: true.
0: so i kept thinking of that where i was like Ugh, like i can't not hear this but also hear him saying this again Later on, when it's not consensual and it's just like—well, I mean, it's the red flag moment. I mean, it's definitely like it's like, oh, right. this
1: is like so great and uh, yeah, I'm living it. Yeah, break a break a bed, you know. And then like, right, it's just right. like, oh, there's a red flag attached to that. Sometimes
0: this this was my first time ever watching it. I feel like bashful even saying this, but when she kisses him and she's like stop and he's like make me he um fingers her. Yes,
2: I noticed that for the first time. <laughs> Liz, right? yes.
0: <laughs> i was like shocked i was like how did i never notice yeah because he like puts yeah. his hand under her skirt yeah no. oh i that like well first of all it's like a
3: leather skirt yeah. so this is probably what i was thinking i was like it has got to be a rainforest there to begin with but like that this <laughs> yeah i was i did not even i just watched this like Twice the other week, <laughs> didn't even notice.
2: Yeah, I never noticed that until I rewatched it uh, just recently.
0: Um, Ew, you know, guys, I hate those. Pretty
2: graphic, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like I, I even at the time I remember it being really graphic. Like right, like I don't it think is, a lot of shows it's so
1: graphic. And then again, I have to just belabor this, it's, and it's like you pair this to the Willow and Terra stuff, which was like they bravely implied. <laughs> right oh my god yes so much implied yeah. bravery
3: well yeah and queer people are known for just our intercourse is just completely like just visual effects right right it's all, we yeah. don't actually touch each other it's mostly like it's like singing string chords and then like a nice metaphoric shot In- of like
1: interpretive dance yeah, yeah
3: some interpretation some nature scenery and then we're done i mean that's that's it for sometimes me. it's
1: just like mind games yeah, yeah it's a, just yeah. like oh. it's actually most. Of
3: my, it's usually flashbacks for me. Like a lot of
1: flashing back and then it. it's over and I'm like, that was great. Did you enjoy it? Let's be honest. Yeah. We're only it's 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 having it happen all in our head is where it's most comfortable for queer people.
3: So that's true. Yeah, yeah. I spent
1: a lot of time. Yeah. Here we go.
0: Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you on that page. Do you I think Adam just put up one vote for masturbation. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh Liz, I'm sorry. No, please. <laughs> Ugh, i'm always like anytime it's someone new i'm like Ugh, welcome to our very gay podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, yeah so moving on i everyone i mean they're good actors right because i like that buffy and willow are both like slip sliding around actually talking about what's what happened like buffy's kind of like oh no it's totally okay that you forgot about dawn because so did i like
1: well, i think it's like when your friend is messing up you're just sort of like yeah trying to be okay with it at first
3: because Buffy, well, like, but buffy's
1: messing up like she's right, right. so
3: captivated by like the, her like own immolation that and that like i actually love that like through line in terms of a lot of their dialogues in this episode especially like, towards end not to jump ahead but like she's talking to herself when she's defending willow right. to others and i really did love like the craft of how those were put together
0: yeah me too um mm-hmm. uh, yeah that so like for this when she <laughs> And, like, it's so heavy, it's so, like, silly, it's almost cartoonish. But I love Dawn being like, oh, I know you had to, like, wrestle demons all night. And it's like, nope. up. <laughs> oh, my
3: God, I know. Well, you're
0: not wrong. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Well, Dawn is, like, also a cartoon character. So right. it would make sense that, like, she, like I feel like the camera switches to her and she's, like, drawn in 2D half the time. <laughs> so her lines are sort of the same, sort of, like,
0: they have the same sense to me. I mean, I, I'm i a Dawn defender, but, yes. So I like that. I like that we're getting both her and willow are going through shit but it's like different shit right it's like willow is because buffy (laughs) and adam i thought of you the whole time today when i was taking my (laughs) notes (laughs) because buffy often and we will now make our segue into this buffy often like she's depressed and so she's like relying on the wrong men but she's she often relies on the wrong men right
3: (laughs) She can't wait to rely right. on man. <laughs> she gets up in the morning, her alarm
1: clock is labeled, like, make a mistake, girl. Like,
3: that's how she Oh, it's her like number one she, priority.
1: Because she's in this vulnerable place. And when you're in this vulnerable yeah. place, you're you're prone to not um like be like you're not gonna f- resist those urges that like when she was in like a much stronger place, she was able to be like, no, I'm, you know, I'm season about Buffy and I got nothing wrong with my yeah. life, and I'm this Riley guy's for me, and then oh, like I love, I'd, Riley. I'd love Riley too, um, but like it was more like it was good on paper, and you know, and she wasn't really dealing with too much strife, um, and then now here she is, and she is just like. I want every little bad thing, and I don't care. I'm ignoring all red flags. I'm going after the wrongest people and, like, subconsciously going after the wrong, like, I, she can seek it out.
0: hmm And I almost think it's, like, but it's that, but then it's also the fact that her friends are completely ignoring her severe, like, PTSD and depression. They would just, like, rather not talk about well, it. Because
1: they're guilty
3: because they brought her back out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's like how awkward. Like, oh my god, I'm so sorry that I resurrected you. Like, oh
0: my god, I just don't know what to
3: say to you anymore. Like Yeah. You know. Also, they're like they're like twenty years old and not licensed psychologists. So I don't know. Like I'm sort of thinking if your friend was dealing with this like at that age while you're sort of distracted with everything else. Like I I do think that like them not talking about it, sort of pretending as like a coping mechanism is pretty realistic for that age group.
2: I'm sorry, I was just wondering, do we feel like she's ever made good dating decisions though because i've been mad about parker for
0: like almost 20
2: years
0: (laughs) i mean but at least with angel and i don't yeah um with angel at least it's like oh but she was 17 or 16 so like fine sure and like how could she have known that Having sex with him would make him go evil and murder people. Uh, that but, doesn't happen to you. I mean, it has, but it literally <laughs> does all
2: the
1: time. are fooling. <laughs> Weird. Okay. They just they just find you and they go, mm, oh, he likes Buffy a lot. Better treat him like Buffy gets treated. <laughs> yes,
0: um, <laughs> Adam. Um, yeah. So, but Ryan, I heard you say you like Riley. I do. all oh, I do. I
3: just love <laughs> everything. About, I mean, not, I don't want to say like everything about him. I know he makes some mistakes, but I just, uh, I liked that. Like, I liked how they came together and I like how they fell apart. I thought it was a sort of well done, like, emotional I like art. that kind
1: of like sunny California guy, which was just like this guy who like had yeah. the opposite. I mean, like all of his like toxic stuff was just like societal stuff, like just, you know, that sort of thing, but like yeah. all that aside, but like just, him outside of the soldier world was just like, I don't know. I never had a problem with it. I was he was always my pick, but definitely she yeah, literally kept too. forgetting he was in the room. So <laughs> it's her own fault.
0: <laughs> I never mm. forgot. <laughs> Liz, what's your opinion on Riley?
2: Oh, I really liked him. You I did? Really liked him. I did, yeah. Um, and Taste. as someone with anxiety, when he hit when he leaves in the helicopter, I was panicking as like because time was going by. I was like, no, yeah. get there. Get there now. Like, but you know what's going to happen. And it's, oh, yeah. I did like him. He huh. was a little bit, a little bit vanilla for me. But uh, yeah. I did like him. I
3: think that's why I liked him. I was like, this is good. This is like a, this is a <laughs> turn in the right direction, girl. And then she was like, it is. And I don't, I'm
1: not I into it. it. <laughs> what, yeah. we're, what we're trying to yeah. say here, Ian, is this is an intervention and you need to find O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you <laughs> could use O'Reilly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well anyway um <laughs> where where are we they all leave the house oh they all go to bed right. oh the important thing that we learn which is important for later is when willow tries to close the curtains that I she's love so we're like oh she because right i don't think we had actually ever seen that before right
3: right mm-hmm. well we we're just introducing like and like i for the listeners i write fantasy so i think about these things a lot and i was like Oh, suddenly, like, there's, like, a magical hangover. And, like, right. there's, like, this drainage issue. And had never really, like, presented itself before. And that's actually, like, that is my major issue with, like, a lot of the sort of addiction metaphor that they have. It just, ugh, That was not a thing before this. And suddenly they're, like, oh, we have to just right. sort of show this so that it makes sense why she
1: does everything else that she well, does. In general, the like, that's yeah. the issue with a lot of, like, that's why you have to be so careful when you're doing these, like, fantasy metaphors for real life, like, hard things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because like if you're like saying like oh the magics is like drugs and then like everything that has to do with magic at that point then becomes like directly related to like a drug thing like and then Druggy. you can just like start attaching like a bunch of like really negative stuff like a, like honestly like a lot of times like in true blood when they were like vampires they're exactly a metaphor for gays it'd be like well they run around killing people <laughs> yeah <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. that's your point <laughs> well <I'm... laughs> someone has to stop them oh you're
3: right yeah, yeah. I know I was also like I I sort of and I'm the type of watcher like I get confused about things that are not like discreetly or like overtly sort of like pointed out like for instance when they woke up in all that rubble I was like it's kind of weird that Spike didn't get dusted while like rolling around in splinters but I'm gonna <laughs> let that pass and like, th- like those sort of things distract me and so similarly like when she couldn't do magic I was like it's interesting that like the hangover for magic is that she can't do magic, so it's, like, tapped out, but we're going with, like, a drug metaphor. Like, it's not like if you wake up with, like, a hangover and you take a sip of alcohol, it just doesn't go into your body, Mm. which would be, like, on the same plane. So, I don't know. I That didn't sit well with me, but I did sort of appreciate that, like... (laughs) They, they, like, needed to show this, and that's how they yeah. chose to
1: do it. Well, first of all, for Spike, he literally, like, shields himself from all sunlight yeah. with, like, a jacket over his head. So they were... Oh, and there is, like... Sunnydale is truly sunny. Like, there's sunlight streaming through every window, too. So we just know that he's <laughs> He could at least be, like, in these scenes where, like, it's, like, sunlight coming through, like, sheer yeah. curtains. And he's just, like... <laughs> He has yeah, has a golden hour and like Spike's just waltzing
3: around yeah. the kitchen and then he goes outside and is he immediately on fire. Like, and I'm like, uh, so
1: guys, I have to just like leave the room right now. I'm getting a little hot. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a little
0: hot here. <laughs> uh, so right. then we get to the magic box where they're still trying to research what happened from the last episode, which was the trio freezes that guard. Trio, yeah. I notice, especially in this, they really sideline Anya and Xander which is a shame because I think Anya, yeah. this, scene, this season, especially in this middle slump here, is so relentless that Anya is such a breath of fresh air in every scene that she's in and she's not in, yeah, right? right. Every line, yeah. Every line. Mm. I mean, Emma Caulfield's such a good actor. Her, like, delivery is great. And yeah. Anya's just like, she's not going to get depressed, right? She's just like, oh yeah, this sucks and this is terrible. Let's keep going.
3: Yeah, her single-minded focus on, like, her wedding, I'd, like, adore as, like, a contrast to, like, the blood larva line when she's talking about like bridesmaid dresses it's just like oh i love everything about that contrast (laughs) and
0: and i like that like so good she's like oh we're not getting anywhere and she's right they're not because they're researching the wrong thing right she's not even wrong and she's like "Eh, man look at wedding magazines whatever you guys are fine Mm -hmm.
3: the martha her her line where she's like martha stewart's like also a witch or what is it it's like something about that oh she can't no one can do that much decoupage without like tapping the dark forces or something like that and i'm like that didn't even like passing my mind as a, as a joke, so I was like, oh, she's right.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. I I think the same thing. I, I just, I would have liked to have seen more of um, Anya and Xander, Yeah, but I, I feel like most of that scene right there, I was just glued to her hair. I was just like, it's oh, amazing, really and it's just like golden and shining, and she's this looks like old Hollywood glam. And so I was kind of yeah. captivated by that and then still trying to focus on the storyline.
0: <laughs> I I remember when Entertainment Weekly did their like reunion, Emma Caulfield wrote like a kind of like tongue in cheek eulogy of Anya. And uh she oh, wrote no. how like and sometimes a character would change her hair even when the producers asked her not to and <laughs> I have noticed, especially this season, like every other episode, her hair is completely different. <laughs>
1: well, I just recently rewatched Charmed, and Alyssa Milano is like, it's like Alyssa Milano and uh, Rose McGowan are like competing for different hairstyles every episode. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like a different, like, and it would be like, to the point where like it didn't make sense like one like one episode there's like a pixie cut and then the next it's like some bob and i'm like how did you get that hair back
3: it's It's called magic Magic adam they're charmed charmed. come on
0: look it up the title of the show i almost think that it like is a detriment because if they had showed more xander and anya maybe the i don't know that it would have but maybe the payoff would have been a little made a little bit more sense when he leaves her at the altar because we don't Mm -hmm. get much of them until that happens yeah and then we get more of them because then you know she sleeps with spike xander does the annoying thing where he gets mad at everyone for sleeping with spike even though they're all to fuck whoever they want and like i just feel like we needed a little bit more like we get their song and once more feeling where it's like oh they're nervous but i don't know that didn't feel like oh they're not gonna get married it felt like oh they're just like nervous about their wedding
3: right it's very one note i don't really mind them not being totally prominent in this episode i get like from like a season point of view their absence is very conspicuous in this episode but i also do sort of appreciate that like willow just runs away with this episode in terms of like it mm-hmm. being about her because it does sort of mimic what like addiction sort of does to a friend group it does totally derail everything to like focus on one person's issue um so i didn't yeah. i didn't really notice that they weren't there because why i would mean they they're been?
1: they're relief what? they're the ropers i mean they're just coming in and being like oh. yeah, yeah true it would have been it would have been weird to have them later though
0: they're they're the welcome relief though i do Mm -hmm. and it's funny that you said that ryan that like it eats away at a friend group because it does and i feel like it Mm -hmm. eats away on both ends because buffy and without giles giles was the dad of the friend group right and then we don't have giles and tara was like a mini Mm -hmm. giles but we don't have tara anymore and like buffy and willow are clearly the leaders if it comes with the four of them Right. So Xander and Anya are more like, oh, what are we doing today? Oh, what do we have to fight? But Willow and Buffy are the ones that are like, this is what we need to do. And they're the ones that are like completely <laughs> going off the rails in these episodes. Right. Um, and we even get that when, when Buffy's trying to defend Willow. And it's like very obviously she's talking about herself. herself. I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, just they're like, I'm just trying to, th- like, they're the type of, fr- like, because Buffy and Willow were like... <sighs> it's it's different like they're leaders in their own way but not of the friend group like they're not the tops yeah. of the friend group yeah. like they're not gonna be like okay well we're going to movie tonight and we're doing this tonight and here's where we're going and make sure you call this person because we all need to make sure everybody feels included like they're just gonna go off and like just do their own thing whatever but like you needed the giles or the Tara to be like hey let's make sure we need we haven't done anything all as a group in a while, that sort of thing. Like you really miss that center Mm. and that really leaves for a big part of season six, which honestly is probably a big reason why like some people tend to like not like it as much because like, it's definitely realistic. um, But it's the harder to, it's like, it's like the not as fun part of the friend cycle where it's like, "Mm, everybody's got their own thing and it's kind of not as cool anymore. Yeah.
0: It definitely, that's true, Adam, because it does ring true but it still just like, isn't as enjoyable to watch.
1: I feel it's not as enjoyable in my own life when it happens. I'm like, this is terrible to watch. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> God, remember that time when you brought me back to life, Adam? <laughs> you,
1: if I brought you back to life, you'd be so <sighs> mad. You'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, no, here's your Twitter account. They kept it active. And you'd be like, oh, is this hell? you'd be
3: like god damn it they didn't even do the, me the courtesy of like that like remembrance post like, sorry Ian. you would really just
1: be like oh my god nobody knows like half the, half your followers didn't even notice
0: <laughs> <laughs> so willow meets up with amy again they really ramp up the like addiction metaphor here um uh, Amy says that she's going to bring her to meet Rack and Rack. Adam, do you remember he was in an episode of <sighs> yes, Lost? Yes,
1: yes. This guy's in a lot of things. He's like an X-Files, Buffy, Lost guy. Like he's definitely like yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. a character. yeah, he's definitely that. He's definitely that guy. He's like Stephen Tyler does less witchy. He's like. This, this guy is like less literally witchy. a witch and he's less witchy than actual Steven Tyler although can I just like
3: comment on his security system I love that like they're like oh like his security it's very secure like <laughs> he lives in this like invisible realm but ultimately when they do find it they just have to walk into it like that's gotta be a hazard
1: like I don't how many mean. accidents
3: yeah how- truly like i just can imagine an entire car barreling through like a school bus full of children probably is gonna enter up in his lobby at some point like it just does not seem very secure in terms mm. of like actually holding things out like yeah, okay.
1: You can't find it, but once you do, you can listen. Just listen, Rack loves chaos and he welcomes it.
3: I'm
2: struck by the oh fact that god. he has a water cooler in his like waiting room for
3: Oh my god, of like of like black <laughs> yeah. liquid. It's full of like blacks. I loved that. I was like, Oh, that would look great in my living room.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I I don't love Rack so much just because I think of him as like, oh I get it. Like it's like, oh he's a drug dealer. Right. right. I get it. I know.
3: I wish they made him, like, I wish his, the version that they had included, like, because it's a very heavy-handed metaphor. I wish it had been, like, sort of, like, a Merlin-type wizard, someone that's, like, oh, magic's benevolent, to really focus on, like, willow crumbling, not so much as, like, oh, this easy vehicle of, like, oh, magic yes, evil suddenly. because, like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's maybe my issue, because it's, like, he's immediately seedy and creepy and clearly not great. Like, he's clearly not a good person, and the, so it makes it, like, harder to be, like, oh, she's... This addiction metaphor, when it's like they're going to this really terrible guy who's like a creep, and like
1: right, <laughs> like if there was this like if it was like a bar metaphor, and it was like right. this bartender's like super friendly and whatever, and it's like oop, he's noticing she's yeah here, here a lot, mm, mm-hmm. she's mm, okay, right, like
3: because then it's more about Willow's struggle, not just like everyone's universal struggle with magic that now is suddenly addictive. Right. To yes. only the, yeah, it's like, so it totally reorients like the paradigm of what magic is. It's like a substance in this
0: universe. I hate it. And that's that's kind of my biggest issue is because it's like, oh, it's bad, but like Willow has literally yeah. used it to save a lot of lives. Yeah, she's right. been doing great. And that's not how that works. Like, right? That's not really how that works. I don't know.
3: Right. And also, like, they're, when they, using to like jump forward a little bit like they're using it and he's like i gotta like take a little taste super creepy um and then or no like a tour what that's what he says and then he's like suddenly magic is like a psychedelic since when like (laughs) this is like a totally new thing they're like oh spells for days like first of all she's in there for not days second of all she's actually doing these spells she's rolling around on the ceiling like looking (laughs) at like a diorama beneath her i was like this is since when is this what she's been doing? Like, even even the directly preceding episode, like, they're at, like, the bronze or whatever, like, casting spells and turning people into, like, costumed creatures. and like, there's no relationship between that magic and now the magic that we're seeing here.
0: Yes, I would very much agree with that.
2: <laughs> I feel the same way. And then when he says to her, you taste like strawberries, or he, like, whispers it to her, I was like, I need to take yes. like, <laughs> that power. Like, that was a lot of... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I had trouble with how how that was, I guess, portrayed. Um, because it gets it does get confusing. Um, when you think of all the things that she's done with magic that's been so good. Um, and, and how that mm-hmm. parallels. Yeah, that that whole like it was like yeah. it, it felt very strange because it really did. Like you said, like it, it was kind of like an acid trip, and I didn't really understand where that came from. Yeah, like yeah.
3: since when? <laughs> and
1: it's like and it's like it keeps taking on like the properties of like different types of drugs like there's like she's on a cocaine type of magic and now she's on like a lsd type magic and like they're all sort of like one magic magic's all bad like kind of thing
0: which they also is like a weird reference later like they kind of like almost flat out reference it when amy's stealing from buffy's house my favorite scene of this episode. And she, so, like, <laughs> she like pulls up the sage and she's like, It's
3: not what you think it is. It's sage. And then yeah, Buffy's like, that is what I think of it is. Oh, so yeah. good. <laughs> so good. I know. I mean this was like the, the metaphor is confused. We get it. But yeah, right. I I had the campiness of that, that whole exchange was <laughs> very good. And also um I don't know the actress's name. whoever plays Amy like incredible at playing like a withdrawally type like Strung out drug person, just yeah. such a good job.
1: <laughs> oh, you're like a really twitchy, like yeah, she's like yes. sort of like a um, like a proto Lily Rabe kind of like mm. oh, she's mm. gonna, she's a little Stevie Nix-y. Mm. um I also want to point out that
3: there's like a moment with don at some point in in the middle of this. I wrote this down, um, where she's talking to like Amy or somebody, I forget. Um, but someone's like, oh my god, like oh, she's like oh, whenever Buffy comes home, she always okay. goes right to the fridge, like. That pig or something like that, and the next thing is Buffy showing up with pigtails. <laughs> I was like, "This is like a Trunchable moment." Like, wh- "Oh my god, she didn't <laughs>
1: like, believe it." She's on gray and gray sweats. Yeah,
3: right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Couldn't I was like, but it's not touched upon at all. So I don't know if that was intentional, but I noticed.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, so then I guess is the next scene. Oh, then so Willow and Dawn. Willow's like hungover uh yeah, and she's like, like comes down and sees dawn and they're like oh right we had plans yeah that whole thing you
1: yep. i was gonna say i just want to mention like the kind of creep moment where yeah. she <laughs> willow makes tara's clothes into like the body oh my god yes yeah yeah, yeah like or she like kind of does that like bed knobs and broomsticks like makes the clothes she like inflates the like yeah yeah, and it's like a swamp outfit it's like everything's seafoam green and she's like i'll choose this to cuddle with she's like i'm gonna pick the dowdiest stuff and this is what reminds me of
0: tara i remember watching that and that like hit more of an emotional beat for me yeah back in the day but now it's like girl you did this like you made this mess i don't know how to how i'm supposed to feel that bad for you i loved i do love it i do
3: love like the depth of and like sort of complex emotion there of like basically willow facilitating a coping mechanism for herself to replace her girlfriend who dumped her because she's using magic by using magic to like replace yeah like i was like and i get it it's sort of like it is sort of like bold lines but i I don't know i i thought it was emotional i just couldn't stop like thinking about how bad crushed velvet was as a choice (laughs) Listen, Willow and Tara love Crushed Velvet. (laughs) No, they truly do. They have bought out every store within a square mile of all the Crushed Velvet. There's a drought.
2: Very intense Renaissance Fair kind of feel. (laughs)
0: Yeah, season six, they really go like bananas with the Renaissance Fair outfits. That's so true. (laughs) But, like, good for them. Listen, they were living their truth. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, so then Willow comes down. She's like, oh, right, we made plans. And this is. uh, For me, all of it, it's, like, I kind of, I do kind of feel bad for Willow, but then it's, like, girl, come on, you're bringing this, like, maybe 14, 15-year-old to, like, your drug dealer and, like, leaving her in the waiting room. And, you know, there's something
3: about, like, how they get there, too, because at first they're on the way to the movies, and then it's revealed that, like, all along, Willow has been navigating them towards, it's not just, like, she doesn't, like, get, like, an itch. They've been yeah. walking towards it the entire time.
0: Or it's not like, oh, well, there it is. Let me just stop in, pop in real quick and get some Which some could magic. happen. You could walk right into
3: that place without even meaning to. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, but yeah, no, I I was pretty distressed by that, too. I was super horrified.
2: I like on the walk there, Dawn gets a little bit naughty, and she, Willow asks her if she like, likes her burger, and she's like, it was or a sc- meat party yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> Wait, I'm a kid, and even I know that's not okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: <girl>. God. <laughs> She's like a seven foot tall child. It's <laughs> like Justin Swell being like, "I'm
0: Sol-wee. Like, oh, stop, cut it out, Ryan. Do you like seeing yourself reflected in media? <laughs> Shut up.
1: Especially when I saw that ribbed sweater. <laughs> oh my god, you're all telling on yourselves today. Yeah. You're like, I just hate that she was great oh my god let's let's move on come on let's let's get that.
0: <laughs> so then we get the amy buffy scene of amy like raiding the house and i do i mean i mentioned this i love the line of amy when she's like freaking out and then she's like i like your coat when is this layer of time to go shopping so,
3: yes so good <laughs>
0: so obsessed. good for me this is like very buffy because she's making all these bad decisions but she's mm-hmm. still when she needs to she still can pick it up right like this she's like oh fuck don could be in trouble tell me like i think amy because amy tells her about rack right
3: yes amy admits mm-hmm. it, yeah that rack and she says will is even worse than i am or something like yeah. that
0: so she goes to um spike <clears throat> spike and uh spike is <clears throat> naked uh and i very much remember watching this scene a few times when i was <laughs> this, whole, like, this <laughs>
3: whole sequence is amazing there's a perfectly timed blur when he stands up that like it is so well timed. I'm like someone really like is an artist who did that.
1: Hit that pause button. Oh my <laughs>
0: god. Yeah. So she sees Spike. He looks great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, um, and so then we're then we're getting into the whole um, the demon kind of comes forth that and he kind of claims that Willow summoned him with the magic, and this is where we get into the whole car accident bit.
3: Can someone break that down? Like, did she summon <laughs> him? Why? Like, was Rack just using her to summon this like
0: demon? I am. This confused me. I mean, I assumed it was like I. I assumed she was like kind of whatever the magic equivalent of blackout drunk would be that's the thing like she's that.
1: like in this uh, she's other realming it she's doing she, she doesn't even remember she's doing you know that sort of thing like she's also being like extremely reckless i'm sure she's not realizing she's summoning somebody
0: yeah that's kind of how i took it as like okay. she didn't realize she like probably did a spell while she was like super high and didn't realize oops that also summons whatever the hell this demon thing this is.
3: just seems like a liability for Rex's whole enterprise <laughs> like he like i would if i were okay if i were him i'd be like you can come in here you can dance around on the ceiling but like the second you start to like summon a trans-dimensional like creature i'm gonna i'm gonna shut this down <laughs> like that that seems like it would be a total
0: mess and maybe he doesn't i mean does he have insurance probably i i don't know that he has. i he says that the, the place moves right that's the whole thing so like if mm. someone does summon a demon then like he's just leaving He's you're right good.
3: and actually i don't think you have to pay insurance on something that doesn't have a foundation i didn't see it based on
1: <laughs> correct well 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 done yeah um welcome <laughs> uh, to my world building seminar <laughs> so yeah. does yeah, not we, make sense when you read reverie it's going to be like everything is perfectly like this is <laughs> everything has a real world component it's <laughs> thank you adam <laughs> Yeah, Adam knows what I'm like. <laughs> Think about all of these. Like, okay, listen. He's like, you're gonna get so to anyhow, this, really wild. This
3: well. demon shows up, and he's got like <laughs> one central boob on his chest, <laughs> uh, which which Dawn kicks. She gives it a kick. She does. She does. <laughs> she does. Because Willow's like just like useless, and then. They I love the part when they um he's like ah blah you summoned me and Willow's like did not and he's like I'm gonna scratch her face and he does. And then they like run at a car yes! and suddenly Willow's like back to using spells, but now she has like English words for them. She's like, open, drive, steer. And like even when they're in the car, she like won't touch the steering wheel because like she's magically I that whole that whole I was like I again we were introducing a new component. I love these American spells so good
2: <laughs> it's funny you said that because i think that's exactly what i was thinking and i didn't understand how they went from these like really complex like beautiful sounding mm-hmm. words to just open close drive <laughs> <laughs> it just it that felt a little bit like um captain planet for me just like wind fire like <laughs> <laughs> super, uh, super just like i didn't really understand where that was coming from and then i also didn't really get yeah. how like i know she was supposed to be like kind of like coming down from the high and a little bit all over the place but right. she was staring right <laughs> ahead of her and just drove right yes! into the like the um the wall like she didn't or anything <laughs> yes, she
1: does it was yeah. it was like the lowest stakes car chase ever <laughs> like it just felt like this like awkward like the demon's kind of awkward and floppy yeah. and then like she's getting in the yeah. car and yelling at it and like not an ancient language and it's just like it's like Siri operated and it's like moving and, and then she just kind of just oh like, my slowly God. collides
0: it really looks like she was heading for the pole really did. <laughs> she was driving for the
3: pole and Don
2: Dawn doesn't say anything
3: she, she actually drove into a tunnel and then <laughs> hit a like she fully <laughs> drove into a building and was like that'll show him <laughs> amazing
0: choice I often say that the demons sometimes on this show are like, what do we have left in the costume department? And I feel like this Ooh, demon yeah. is definitely one of those. It I was know, an Ed Wood yeah. moment.
1: It was definitely like, a, well, use that one. <laughs> yeah. They definitely
0: have... took
3: one of like Glory's underlings and like exfoliated him and then glued on some hair. Like that's, it was very like in that realm of demons. <laughs> gave him one boob.
1: And the, yeah. <laughs> the the, like, yeah I can't.
3: Look, look, I'm sorry. You need to revisit it. And it's like just like one <laughs> central hump. To give something, Don, to, like to give Don something to aim at, I presume. I just,
0: I just like Don kicks his one boob. Like, <laughs> you know, like Don, he just has the one. Come on, girl. Like. I think in my head, she like kicks him in the stomach. I don't know, but. That's where the. Well, okay. You need to return to that scene because <laughs> that's you're where you're not wrong. wrong is. <laughs> right there. Look, well, the, the new host of SlayerFest 98, Ryan Lasala. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is like the big. So, a big, yeah, so like, um, clearly the majority of this script was written uh, in a pantsing way. Um, but oh, no. uh, yeah, this was definitely pantsed, uh, but mm-hmm. the big, thing, I don't know
0: what that means.
1: That means, uh, cause there's planter and there's pantser. Plotter. Plotter, planter and pantser. Pantser just means like, you don't have an outline. You're just writing, and then the demon comes in, and the demon has yeah. one boob. Then she drives away. She tells the car to go, and then she drives, and it's like none of it's plan. Like it's just like by banana, the seat of banana, your banana, pants is yeah. like
3: the phrase exactly. that it's from.
1: Yeah, it tends to. That's how you end up with Stephen King's it. Oh god, <laughs> it's a little pantsed. Again, it's not to say pantsing is uh, is bad. It's ended up with a lot of quality, but there is a flavor to it, and that is um, a lot of like, where is this going? Well, here's
3: like an example. Like they they're in a whole car crash somehow buffy and spike are just like in the same neighborhood just like walking around and they actually hear someone scream and like that's what alerts them to like oh we should run in that direction but like the car crash the entire like wreckage with like a pillar collapsing at no point are they like maybe we should look into it like they wait for a scream because it would have been inconvenient to have like introduced them before like you know was like scrambling under the car
1: so anyway so obviously so this episode was pants but the thing they really wanted with this episode would, was to have the big, tearful meltdown fight between yes. Buffy and Willow. They were yes. like, whatever yes. happened, get get there how you get there, but it has to end with this yeah. big, giant fight where yeah. everybody goes, even Spike with his, like, shaky head, tsk, tsk. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. I'll take care of Dawn, like, which I love. I do love like him being like, "Come on, Don, let's go."
0: To be fair, he's he's had a better record of keeping Don safe yeah. than like the rest of them. Um, Truly.
2: <laughs> like I love Don slapping Willow. Oh, she got slapped! Yes, I just thought it was oh my god,
3: crazy. yes! I Forgot about that
2: because she's so innocent and like you know, like just like like you said, kind of like a cartoon character, and she doesn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. She just right across the face, and I thought, that yeah,
1: full like, dynasty.
0: From, <laughs> I like that. I think is like. She, that's like the emotional beat Dawn needed in this episode, right? Yeah, and Willow, yeah, absolutely. yeah, and like, and like Willow deserved it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very brutal watching Buffy just like walk away from her like sobbing best friend,
3: but it's just as brutal to like watch Buffy then have to like comfort her sobbing best friend after right. what her yeah, like that whole thing is. I thought it was very well executed. Like that whole yes. the messiness of it felt
0: real to me. Yes, I yeah, that I think for me, like I don't love the drug metaphor, but I think this this like you know end of this episode is actually done really well mm-hmm. because like right they do still love her but they are fucking pissed at her and it may like they have every right to be right. feeling that way about her but also they do still love her so buffy's like yes i'm still gonna come for you yes you're still gonna come into my house oh the jump shot to like hurt yeah relatively buffy would have every right to be like no you can't come back in the house mm-hmm. like you put my mm-hmm. child sister in danger so i don't know i i like that it's complicated like you said ryan i like that it's messy because it should be Right. That makes it, like, a little bit more real. Mm-hmm. I've been in that situation. Like,
3: I've been Buffy in that situation, dealing with somebody that, like, was at the bottom of a spiral, and, like, they were at their lowest, but, like, <laughs> to get there, they had entirely ruined, like, a situation with, like, friends or whatnot. And, yeah. it, it like, the- watching that sort of play out between them, granted, I'm watching, like, a show about, like, a vampire slayer and her witch friend. I was like, yes, like, this was done right. It,
0: it- felt true to me. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Like, like Adam and I were telling on me earlier. Yeah, like I feel like Buffy's depression and like ripping apart her friends. I'm like, I relate to this. Yeah, same girl.
1: <laughs> and I relate to being at the bottom of a spiral and having to be told off in a very aggressive way. Yep. It's, very, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a great place to be in.
0: I relate to the one boob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Liz, are you enjoying Slayer Fest '98 <laughs> therapy session? <laughs> I absolutely am. Yes.
2: I really I found it I thought that the end honestly was and I hate saying like the end was the best part but I thought it wrong. was and I thought that it was I thought it was realistic because I I mean also I have been in a position where I have been at the bottom and I've had to have people Um, you know, tough love, but I liked a lot that Buffy never really tells her it's okay. Mm, Right. Um, Like Willow kind of, like even when she's comforting her, Willow leans into her and like hugs her and she just sort of lets her, Yeah. but she doesn't, she's there and she's present, but she's not saying it's okay, you know, don't worry about it, Um, but she's sticking around and and helping her through it. So I thought that made it more realistic.
3: Right. She doesn't reflect Mm. any of it back at her. She's just like a sounding board for what Willow already knows she's done wrong.
0: And like I... (sighs) I mean, it's a merit to their acting, right? I think, I say this often, but on a lesser show, this would not have landed Mm -hmm. at all. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think Allison and Sarah have really good friend chemistry. Um, I mean, at this point, they've been acting together for six years. So, like, of course, they know how to do it. But Mm -hmm. I just always think their chemistry is just really great.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it just, (laughs) it's funny you were saying, like, you know, because Buffy really knows that it's like, oh, this person's, like, gone through enough. We don't need to, like, throw her out of the house just shows right. that like Buffy treats people the way they do not treat her. <laughs>
0: mm. Adam, I love that you always go back to that, that moment.
1: <laughs> twice, she has been shunned twice in the entirety of her young That's life true. That was on the show. And yeah. person to person, they all just turn their backs. And this is just, oh man. Yeah, they're just, like, <laughs>
3: looking for an opportunity to, like, leave her behind.
1: <laughs> this is just, like, like, this also, like, it's, it's weird, like, because uh, on paper, it's like, oh, my God, this doesn't make sense. But in real life, mm. um, I've learned that, yes, this is a very dark thing that people sometimes do. So there is some truth to this, too, where a group of people who are a bunch of endless fuck-ups, when their stable friend fucks up, they go extra hard the other way to be, like, mm. to just really... Savor that moment where they're not the fuck
3: up. They're gonna need that currency later. That's
1: it's one hundred percent currency. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, God. <laughs>
1: so don't trust Adam, right? i <laughs> That's what we're telling you, we're always looking for the moment. Oh, one of these days, right? You will mess. up. One of these and days, when you mess up, I'll be there. Oh yeah, and it will be like Babel. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I think we're, I think we're at the end there, right, Adam? I think we're
3: at the end. No, wait. No? There's a scene with Buffy, again, talking to herself and and Willow, what I think is very important, just in terms of, like, understanding this, Willow being like, oh, actually, Tara left because of the magic thing." Yes. And then, um, they sort of unpack, like, why Willow's doing this, because we actually never really figured that out. This is sort of the first time that we get a glimpse of, like, why Willow's, like, spiraling we just get that like oh magic's fun and like suddenly it's psychedelic um but now she's like well if you could choose between being like a super willow or just like regular willow like you'd be super too although you don't have a choice buffy but like can't you understand like where i'm coming from um Mm -hmm. which i really appreciate in terms of like it does for me turn a corner in terms of like understanding this sudden addiction because to me it goes from being like oh willow's like suddenly a drug addict which never felt right because she's very sensible to mostly yeah. being like willow's addicted to to power and like what it can do to alter like a really chaotic world after her best friend dies and she's processing her trauma like through that prism yeah. and that's what sort of puts her on to like oh suddenly the world is like my oyster if i sort of give up enough of my integrity and that to me feels a lot more true yeah for her character in terms of like development rather than just like suddenly she has like an addictive personality which yeah. has never been exhibited before
1: yeah, absolutely it's a power trip because it's like because mm-hmm. again it's like a very like going back to like dr frankenstein like she literally resurrects somebody from death like that's like right. gonna it's gonna make you um a little big-headed and, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and, and look, and she's earned it. She, and she's earned every penny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <God> her. <laughs> And we wish her well. And we are with her on that. <laughs> yes.
0: uh, well, so then also the, isn't the closing scene Buffy with the garlic and the garlic, which we've never really like seen used before, but garlic and the I cross. Call.
1: I, I, I to, think like, it was used in like life. the 92 movie. Like it's, it feels very <laughs> Christy Swanson.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: I actually checked on this because I, like, was curious, just, again, like, world-building-wise, if garlic was a thing in this universe, like, for their magic system, it is referenced, but in so much as, like, it's just an aversion, it's not actually, like, a... yeah
0: Cornelia mentions putting garlic in her car when angel turns into angelus Mm -hmm. in like season two but they don't actually ever like use anything it's in a supply like trunk at one point i remember that like
3: they like reach for the steaks and there's like a clove of garlic and i'm like that just looks like my kitchen
0: one of my buffy action figures came with like a clove of garlic
3: (laughs) (laughs) really i love that
1: (laughs) it's just the one clove clearly not italian
0: <laughs> now we're at the end, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Teeny uh, bass
1: three times. Like, are we please done with this? Episode? Can we
0: please put to- an <laughs> end? <laughs> uh, it's
1: your show,
0: <laughs> Liz. Would you like to tell us your uh favorite outfit?
2: So this is not my favorite episodes for outfits. Um, I yeah. I love a lot of them. I'm super into the '90s style. I also went to I went to college for fashion design. So I'm always hyper aware of it but oh, nice. um i don't know if i had a favorite outfit but buffy is wearing a necklace at the end of it that the whole time i was like i just want that it's the silver long like That's cute really, yeah the really long one yeah. and yeah. um when she gets to the car accident and i think maybe that and and her outfit there i, I kind of dug that because i'm big into the it's like a clothes. bolo it kind of is
0: yeah
3: <laughs> yeah i i wear that outfit except for the hoops but um yeah she's like a turtleneck and like a bolo and i'm like oh girl
0: Buffy looks good all mm-hmm. uh Ryan what's your favorite outfit
3: um uh Amy Amy has on this fantastic like denim tube dress <laughs> for a scene when they first go to visit rack which is like a strapless denim dress which I think is very funny and uh, they kind of cracked me up when it was happening
0: <laughs> uh
1: Adam uh you know what I'm just gonna say the most notable outfit in the in the episode for me was that crushed velvet <laughs> yeah uh, inflatable <laughs> Hideous gown, <laughs> yeah. <This> inflatable lady. <laughs> uh, True.
0: I, you know, I do like Buffy. I think she looks cute with the braid pigtails. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I lo- the Puerto Rican, I mean, loves a hoop. And I think Buffy looks good with a hoop. She does. But I think my fa- right? She does. I think yeah. my favorite outfit is I like Willow's like green and black pattern top that she wears when she takes Dawn out. Like that shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. It's like the one she wears for like the end twenty minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um and it's the one that the figure <laughs> will be on the cover for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, here, uh, if I could draw your attention towards this detail, that's, that's convenient kind of for me. <laughs>
1: um favorite scene, Adam? Um, of this, I would say it's I don't know, probably I mean like the you know, the Buffy Amy interactions are just really nice and it's just nice to have like a breezy interaction in an episode that's so overwrought. Yeah. Mm. That's fair. Uh Liz?
2: Um the end is my favorite actually. Uh when they're just talking and they're sitting on the bed and I liked the contrast between them both sort of going through withdrawals. Um Willow in her bed and then Buffy or in her or surrounded by all of the garlic.
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Uh Ryan? Um I think when Buffy is like rustling up amy to try to get her to talk i love that whole like the campiness of that model or sorry that the campiness of that dialogue to me is what i love most about buffy it's like the fantasy of it sort of in like a real world interpretation like the rhiness of it i just the writing there is just so good
0: uh i think i'm gonna go with liz i that end scene is a scene that i don't love the metaphor storyline but i love that scene and i think it's because of the like acting they they like play off each other so well um now we're gonna grade the episode um Ryan, what grade do you give this episode? Mm, I'm gonna give it a pretty low I'm gonna give it like a six out of 10. We give it an a through an <laughs> F Ryan stands so at right. six
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, a B D-. minus No no that feels so harsh. oh my god if anyone like notable since I'll be so embarrassed um no okay starting over I would give this episode a B minus. all right
0: that's fair mm-hmm. uh Adam I concur okay uh Liz.
2: I'm B minus territory. Also, I I mean, I think it's a good episode. It's heavy. Yeah. There's some levity to it, but there's also a lot of stuff that I don't think makes a ton of sense. Even though you know we're it's entirely suspension of disbelief. <laughs> but I would say yeah, B minus. All
0: right. Um, I'm gonna be the toughest grader. I gave it a C. Oh, yeah. uh, I should have stuck
3: with the D minus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, thank you all for listening. If you like SlayerFest98, you can find us on Twitter at SlayerFestX98. We are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. And uh, if you would like to support this podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon, which really helps with getting the episodes out there, editing them, and having all the right equipment. Um, And if you want to follow me, I am at IanXCarlos on all social media. Adam, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at TheAdamSass or on Instagram at uh, (laughs) It'sAdamSass.
3: Oh, Ryan. Ryan. com has all of my socials on it, but I'm probably most publicly a disaster on uh, Twitter, Mm -hmm. where you can follow me at uh, R-Y-A-L-I-T-Y.
0: Um, yes, that is where you're mo- most publicly a disaster, right. um, Liz. <laughs> Liz, how about you? Uh,
2: I'm definitely most publicly a disaster on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at, at @littlemissliz. Um, if you're super into Hebrew school-related induced social anxiety, uh, that's be uh, good. Uh, <laughs> good. So you can hit me up there, or uh, I'm on <laughs> Instagram also at um, at the Twitchy Pixie. Yeah,
0: but cool, cool. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see everyone next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.